Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. We're so excited that you're here. We are, and we have a really special guest that's going to talk to us about a lot of different things. So we are not going to ruin the surprise. We'll toss it on over to her and let her introduce herself. Hi, everyone. I'm Skylar Epler, and I'm located in Austin, Texas. Um, My husband, Shelton Epler, and I got married February of 2022, so we're coming up on one year. And he currently plays football in Monterey, Mexico for the Fundadoras. Yeah, it's so cool to hear all of the fun international stories. But also, you have traveled a lot for football. So we're going to back it up a little bit because we want to hear first off how y'all met and then where y'all have traveled together for this sport because it is pretty wild for this journey. So we actually met in college. I played college volleyball and he was a college football player. And he actually transferred in from a junior college. So I was coming in as a freshman and he was new from junior college. And one of my teammates was his best friend and he texted her and told her he thought I was pretty. And so as soon as she told me that, I was like, eyes on you 100%, you know, college quarterback. He's super handsome. And then it wasn't even a month later we started dating. Now we've been together four and a half years. Oh my gosh, that's quick. I love it. You're just like, this is it. This is my guy. (laughs) And I was his first girlfriend. Wow. 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 I love it. I love it. Yeah. What was the pickup line? What was the first thing he said? He said pretty early on that he was pretty confident we'd end up dating. And like we had only hung out a couple of times. So I was kind of like, I don't really know. I'm new in college. You know, there's a lot of fields I need to test, look around. But he was like, no, I'm pretty, pretty confident we're going to be dating. And then wasn't even a month later we were dating. So he was right. I like it. No, I do. Yeah. So you dated while he was playing in college. Yeah. And what was that like for you? Had you ever like experienced this crazy football life or were you just like thrown into it right at the very beginning? I was definitely thrown into it. So as a volleyball player, you miss football season. Like in high school, I never got to go to football games, went to a huge football high school. And like my dad likes sports, but I wasn't like super into football ever. Mm-hmm. Never dated a football player. And so I started dating Shelton and I remember calling my dad and I was like, you have got to teach me football. <laughs> like, like I, he's the quarterback. I'm going to a lot of these games and I don't know what's happening. <laughs> and so my dad, you know, gave me lessons. Shelton would give me a little bit of lessons on it, but I feel like in college it was like, you know, you tailgate and it's like fun. Mm-hmm. And it really wasn't until he started in Denmark that like, I like fully figured out the game and like, I really appreciated it if that makes sense. For sure. Like before it was like a social hour, you know, and I'm excited. And oh my gosh, my boyfriend's playing. But then in Denmark, we were engaged and it's like, okay, we're about to be married. Like now this is us. Right. So that's, that's kind of when it shifted for me. Right. That makes sense. And that's also, I feel like such a different world. Like college is so carefree and like you have your own friends and you have your own life. And then you're going to like move in with him and be along for his journey. So what was that transition like for you when you kind of had to give up everything that you were doing at that time and go follow him to a completely different country. Cause I feel like that would be so scary. It was really hard for me to be honest, just because we got engaged and he left three weeks later and he got settled in Denmark and then I flew up and then we spent seven months out of our 11 months of engagement in Denmark. So that was hard just because, you know, you see all your friends getting engaged and they're having engagement parties and all these showers. And I had those, they were just later on. 
it was just hard because it felt like we're like so isolated in a different country during such a big time. But then we also got so many amazing things out of that. So yeah. there was, you know, there's always pros and cons to everything. Yeah. So how did you do wedding planning then? Like, did you fly back and do fittings and do all that and then go backwards? I just feel like that would be a wild time. I'm We're both event planners. And so I'm thinking logistics in my head when you were yeah. saying that. And I'm like, wow. So that would be a lot of back and forth. So my major is event planning too. So I like already knew what I wanted when we got engaged. It's something we've been talking about forever. We like went and picked out my diamond together for my ring. So I knew that it was coming at some point in the next couple months. So we had actually done a shoot. A photographer had reached out to me and wanted me to do a shoot for a venue. And she was like, it's free. You get all the photos. So the week before we got engaged, I had no idea. We go to this venue, do a shoot. And I'm like, I could get married here. Like I literally, I love this venue. He got engaged and four days later, the venue was booked. Like they had our date and I had booked the venue. That's why I stayed back a month too. Yeah. I booked as many big vendors as possible. Mm -hmm. And then I was pretty much good. I, his mom helped me a lot and my mom helped me a lot okay. with all the little part. Yeah. I mean, that's still, that's crazy. Four days. Like I know it's exciting because when you get engaged, it's like that fun part in the beginning where you're, that's all you're thinking about is wedding planning. And then I feel like you kind of get into it and it's months down the line. You're like, ah, oh, yeah, I forgot. I probably should do that. Like even as event planners, we're like, ah, oh, it'll be fine, mm -hmm. you know? So I think that's so good that you just went and did all those things. Cause I feel like otherwise you would have moved and been like, oh dang, that's going to come up yeah. so quick. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was really nice that I had it all done. I didn't stress as much, although living in a different country allows you a lot of time to think. And so I'm like, I was constantly thinking of things that I really didn't need to think about or worry about. So that was kind of the negative of that. Yeah. So what was it like watching him play in a totally different country? Was there a lot of new things you had to learn? Obviously a new culture. What was that experience like? So Caroline talked about it when she was on the podcast a little bit and I love her. She actually just came up to me at a game in Denmark and we've been friends ever since. And so like we talk every single day and it's, it's honestly been a great friendship that's come out of it. But I feel like for us, you know, going over to Denmark, we expected like it to be this like glamorous, we get to travel all the time, you know, like we're in Europe, it's so easy to travel in Europe. But then I think we kind of forgot like you have football and like responsibilities <laughs> and games and stuff. And so we did get to go to like on an Italy trip for 12 days during that, wow. which was amazing. It was like a little pre honeymoon. I think the biggest thing in Denmark that surprising was kind of hard for me is I was 21 when I got engaged and he was 23. And in Denmark, people do not get married till they're like late 30s, possibly early 40s. And they have like a full family. And so it was very different. And so many people asked us, they're like, what's wrong with y'all? Like, <laughs> like, why are y'all getting married so young? And we're like, because we love each other. Like, we're ready. We don't want to be with anyone else. They're like, okay, but you don't need to get married. <laughs> and so I think like for us, we got that question so much. And I told him, I'm like, I'm so tired of people asking me why we're getting married, especially during our engagement. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that was a little weird. And, and um, I don't know, just Denmark, like I took for granted here how much in the US we have to do in our day to day lives. And in Denmark, like there's not as much like hobbies or activities and so, and also like the weather is bad sometimes. So that plays into it. But I told Shelton, I said, I don't think I will ever say I'm bored again because there were definitely days in Denmark where we were bored. 
that's so funny yeah and when you when you move to denmark so once you got there were the living arrangements were you surprised by them or were you kind of like i you had already had a preview to what you were going to be getting so caroline's instant they were in copenhagen it's more expensive we were in alborg and it was it's a little bit cheaper to live there it's more of a college town we did have a roommate but he didn't come to like we were there for two months so like for like two months we really had our own space and it was like pretty, it was a big apartment. It was spread out. We did have like laundry mats we had to go to, which was a little different from like us living somewhere and having washer and dryers and stuff like that. And one of the biggest shocks was groceries are so expensive in Denmark. Really? Like for 12 eggs. I mean, I know eggs are expensive now, but for 12 <laughs> eggs, it was like eight to $9 oh, in Denmark. Wow. And like a, you know, a gallon of milk's like, I don't, I don't even know what it normally is at a grocery store, but it was, I just remember Shelton being like, this is so expensive. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of one thing that we weren't expecting as much as like the groceries being this huge expense every month and like eating out, you know, appetizers like minimum are 18 to $20. Like the main, a main burger and fries could be $30. So it was just definitely a, a big price difference. And how long were you guys there for? We were there for seven months. Total. Okay. So then you came back and then what was your experience like after you left Denmark? What was the next chapter? So came back, Shelton kind of thought that he was done playing football. He actually thought before Denmark, he was done because COVID. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, I think I'm done. Like my pro day has been canceled. I I just, I think that football's over. And he did the Euro player thing. They reached out and we had been trapped because of COVID. So we're like, let's go, let's move. We've done nothing. And so that was how we got to Denmark. So we got back, we got married And it was probably beginning of January, a team that Shelton had played in high school that was from Mexico, the coach at the time was now coaching at Fundadoras and remembered Shelton. So like Shelton, Shelton won state in high school twice. And so the coach had remembered that he was a quarter, like a state championship quarterback. So he texted Shelton was like, Hey, do you have any plans for this next season? And Shelton was like, no, you know, not really. Nobody's reached out yet. I'm not going to go back to Denmark. It was kind of a lot for us. And so anyways, we sat down and we talked about it and they talked about the contract. And I think it was a week after he had signed. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He actually flew out four days after our honeymoon to go to Mexico. So that was hard because then we did five weeks long distance. Oh my goodness. Right after your newlyweds too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, we have a friend going through that right now too. It's like they just got back from their honeymoon and now they're moving and it's just like, it's not what you anticipated, I guess, growing up as a kid when you like envision your marriage and like you envision getting married and having your honeymoon and then living with your significant other, not them, you know, going off to a different place. So that's crazy. Yeah. And with Mexico. So let's talk about that because that's another whole different thing going on. And that in itself, I feel like logistically would be tough to move there as well. So what was the decision like to have you stay here in Austin and then do the kind of long distance back and forth to Mexico? So me and Shelton, actually, we both work for my dad. My dad owns an insurance company here, which is how we're able to do this all the time, you know, just like drop everything and leave. But I really want to take over my dad's business. And it's something that I talked about since I was a little girl. And I know that every year I put off is a year I'm putting off his retirement and just like, you know, embracing myself into the company. And so when I sat Shelton down, I was like, Mexico is actually Monterey is a six hour drive from Austin, but you can't drive because it's dangerous. So if I fly out of Houston, it's an hour flight and it's like under 200 bucks. And so we just kind of made, when I talked to him, I was like, it's going to be hard. 
but I think it's really going to be worth it. One, you know, dual incomes is always great. And then number two, like when I move over there, like Denmark, it's, it's really all about Shelton. If that makes sense, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's going to his practices and his workouts and versus like, if I could stay back, I could still see my friends be with my family. We have a dog. So that was really hard for me to like have my parents watch her the whole time. And so, um, that was just kind of something we both weighed out the pros and cons and he knew that I would be happier here. I love it here. And it, although it was hard, we definitely made it work. I probably flew up six times this past year and his season's about four months. Okay, so it was, yeah, it was not bad at all. What is their season like? Cause I know in different countries, it's different things. So what's the season like there? So his season, he flies up February 1st. So he's packing up and getting ready to leave. And then he will be home by middle June. Okay. So, but their first game's not till March. So it, it's a fast season. Yeah. I mean, they play every single week and then they have, I believe it's either eight or 10 teams in the league now. So they'll play all those teams and then immediately start playoffs. That's very different though. I feel like than what we, you know, obviously that we experience and I'm thinking about Mexico in itself and the two different, obviously locations, very different. So your husband, what has he found is the biggest difference that he has like found between the two teams besides language? (laughs) (laughs) So in Denmark, it's a club sport. So majority of the people on the team pay to play. And then you bring in two imports. They've now changed the rule to one. In Mexico, it is like, it's in a way like the NFL. Like they do a draft every single year, draft the guys on the team. Everyone on the team is paid. And then now they just went from 10 imports to 12. So every single team has 12 American imports. And these are all, I mean, a lot of the guys are division one guys. Actually, this next year, two NFL guys signed. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of Terrence Williams from the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. He was a wide receiver. And then Trayvon Boykin was Mm -hmm. a QB from the Seahawks. Mm -hmm. He was a a Heisman finalist. So they'll be playing in the league this year too. Oh, wow. That's so cool. Is this like a newer league or how long has the league been around for? So I want to say they started it before COVID and it had started to really pick up. And then COVID hit, shut down for like a year and a half, two years. And so this last year was the first season back from COVID. Okay. And it has like flown since then. Like it started off, I started going to games like wasn't a lot going on the stands. And then Shelton actually won the championship this year and was named MVP of the league. That's awesome. And so I know there's a picture of us after the game and we're hugging and we're both crying. And he just says, he's like, it was all worth it. Just because we always say like stuff like that makes the distance and the sacrifice is worth it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but that was really cool to see. And that game was pretty full. I mean, it was a big stadium and there were a lot of people. So I'm excited to see what this season, how many people show up. Yeah, that's so cool. What are what are the game experiences like? Are they similar to like college NFL style? I'm just always so interested because I feel like if you go to a minor league baseball game, it's like there's like so much going on at the stadium. Yes, that's kind of how it's like. Okay. like they have like the funniest sound effects and like, like little TikTok trend music yes. they'll like play I love that. like after plays and stuff which makes me giggle all the time like I had just watched a TikTok about something and then like somebody made an error and they played the TikTok over over it and I just remember like looking at my mom in the game and I'm like this is so funny like everyone in the stands probably knows what this is that's awesome I love those kind of games because it makes it so much more fun 
to watch, even though I'm sure some of the players might not like it as much, but it does make it more fun for the fans. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a created an experience, like not just a game, but that's pretty cool. And I, I'm thinking about every time you went to visit, whether you went to the Denmark games or even to Mexico, I know that it's a little bit different because you were traveling back and forth, but meeting other significant others and then creating those relationships. I feel like in Denmark, it would be a little bit easier just because it's like, that's all you have. Like you have to create relationships in order to have friends. So what was that like for you between the Denmark chapter and Mexico, just creating those uh, significant other relationships? So in Denmark, I was really close with the guys on the team. I traveled everywhere with the guys on the team. I was like the water girl. That's what they put me down as. So I could sit on the sidelines with them. But like they took me under their wing 100% and wanted me at all the dinners. And they they were awesome. And Mexico is a little bit different because it is more professional in a way. And so the team definitely catered to me. They made sure I always had a way from, to and from the airport and you know, that somebody could sit me during the games, like welcome me at the gate and sit me down, which was really nice. But I think in Denmark, because a lot of the girlfriends didn't have to speak English as much as the guys with imports on the team, I think the girlfriends were in a way like a little hesitant to talk to me mm-hmm. because the fear of the language barrier. Right. Yeah. But every time I would talk to them, their English was incredible. And I would tell them that all the time, but I think it was more the fear yeah. versus in Mexico, like the girlfriends were so sweet. They were so sweet to me. And like, even from the first game I sat there, they would come over and they're like, are you Sheldon's girlfriend? I'm like, yes. And they're like, we are more than welcome to come sit with us. And that made me feel really good. And it was like, I I don't see them very much. You know, I just slept for a couple games, but they still cared to make me feel welcome and to have someone to sit with, which was awesome. Yeah. Do most of them stay there then full time? Yes. A lot of them actually live there. And then the ones that don't like drive in for the weekend or fly in and stuff like that. Wow, that's crazy. So are you guys going to continue? Obviously, it's coming up to February pretty soon. So you're going to stay there and he's going to go to Mexico pretty soon and be there for a few months and you're just going to continue to go back and forth? Yes, I already have my first flight booked two weeks after he leaves. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Just because it's our first anniversary and we had had originally planned to not see each other then just because I'm one, I'd rather fly it for a game. Right. And that wasn't a game weekend. And we were in New York this last week and Shelton was like, just book the flight. We can't not be together on our first anniversary. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So I booked a flight. So I'll be up two weeks after. And then I'm excited because then I can actually really see the city without it being seasoned. And so, you know, maybe we can go do something fun or a lot of people think when I say Mexico that it's like Cabo or Cancun (laughs) and Monterey is very Americanized. Like there's HEBs and Walmarts and like, it's all mountains. It's not like oh, beaches and okay. stuff. So everybody's like, oh, do you go to the beach all the time? I'm like, no, it's mountains. <laughs> <laughs> Not close. But yeah. it's it's beautiful. It really is beautiful. No, that's really neat. I'm I'm thinking about all this travel and, you know, being exposed to different types of people and the way that they live their day-to-day schedules, whether it be Denmark or Mexico. But when you had first gone over to Denmark, I feel like um, when you go to a new country, you grow a lot as a person because you're one kind of terrified, you don't want to mess up or do anything wrong. And then you're also trying to get your footing of where you belong, like on a day-to-day schedule. So when what have you learned about yourself or things that made you grow through those two experiences that you've had so far with Denmark and Mexico? Oh, it's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I've really learned to be like more positive about things. You know, like 
when we were in Denmark, we, in a way, like sulked and like we really missed our family. We're both huge family people and we really missed our friends. And we talk all the time about how much we miss Denmark. And we're like, you know, like Caroline had said in hers, like you, you really have to be in the moment when you're yeah. in those kind of situations because you will never get that back. Like we know we're not going to go back to Denmark again for seven months. And I just really wish that I would have appreciated that time more in the people too. Like there were some nights where we're like, oh, we're too tired to go out to this dinner. But like, I don't know when I'm going to see all those people again. And I love them dearly. They were so amazing. They ended up becoming like family to us. And so I think that's more just like living in the moment. I taught myself to be more positive about things like Mexico's hard. We do distance, but there's so many positives. I mean, I see kids after every single game running up, see the impact he's making in that community. And I just think that that's what I need to hold on to when, when it gets hard. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I feel like that's the hardest part, though, of being in the sports industry is actually being in the moment because it's hard when you're there and you're thinking of all the things that are not as great and you're like, oh, dang, I miss this or I wish I could do that while everyone else is doing different things. So it is really a daily reminder to be in the moment and just kind of enjoy the place that you're at. So I love that perspective because it's always good to remind everyone on this podcast because everyone goes through the same type of things and it's just easy to forget that, you know, it could be worse and it might be worse one day. So I just think that's a good reminder. So yep. what does your family think of this whole football journey? Because I need to hear their perspective as well. So obviously my dad's our boss. Mm -hmm. And when the whole Denmark thing, thing came up, he's he's like our mentor. Like we will go sit in his office all the time and just kind of talk through things with him. And my dad just, he kind of sat us down and he was like, y'all both expressed wanting to be young parents one day. And like, y'all really want to have a big family. Y'all love that. He's like, I will tell y'all now, if, if y'all are going to do it, you need to do it now. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I one, I think it's going to be great for y'all before marriage. Like y'all get to go somewhere for seven months, just y'all two and learn how to grow. And he's like, that's huge. You know, there's nobody else involved in your relationship. It's really just y'all two somewhere else. And he was like, and another thing is you get an opportunity to see a world that most people your age don't get to go mm -hmm. see or live in. And so when we sat down and talked about it, we we're like, you know, at this point, like we don't have anything to lose. Like we're young, we're newly out of college. Like, let's just go do it. Even if we don't have a good experience, we did it. Like we can tell our kids one day we lived in Denmark and all this, and we ended up having a good experience. And so my dad has been very supportive. Same with my mom. And they love Shelton playing in Mexico. Like I think if Shelton can play there for like 10 more seasons, they would love it because my mom loves tacos. She loves margaritas. <laughs> my kind of girl. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so this past season, my parents flew up three times and Shelton's parents, they came together. It was like awesome. a little package deal all coming up. And this time they are like are already texting back and forth like, okay, we need to look at the game schedule and see which games we're going to go to. So I know they'll be up more than three times this season. That's so fun. I love that like both of your parents are very supportive and that you, they get to hang out together because that's not very common for a lot of people to have, you know, their mother-in-law, father-in-law friends with their parents. So that's awesome. It's been really convenient. Like every Thanksgiving, we do like combined Thanksgiving so we don't have to choose families, which has been amazing for us. And we're very, very fortunate. But yeah, we always talk about how lucky we are that our parents get along so well. Yeah. 
No, that is amazing. Well, I'm kind of switching gears here because I've been dying to know. I've been sitting on this since the podcast started. But every time, you know, I think of just any anywhere that's not in the U.S., especially for sports, like we have some wild fans um, in any sport here. People are diehard fans. And so I want to know what are some fun stories you could share, even if it's, you know, you don't even have to share the location if you don't want to, but you got to give us give us something mm-hmm. that's happened. <laughs> so in Mexico after they won the championship game. And I've never seen this. I'm sure it's in a lot of NFL stadiums, but it was in Tijuana. They played in a huge stadium. And after the game, there was a actual club inside the stadium. (laughs) And they had like a a DJ and like a full bar. And the winners got to go to the club with their family members. (laughs) So it was me, Shelton, and both of our parents in this club (laughs) with all the other imports and all the Mexican players. And it was just, it was so fun. Like even seeing my parents, like just kind of like let loose and like celebrate. And of course, you know, in Mexico, they definitely know how to party. So it was, it was just like a lot of fun. And to me, it made me fall in love with the team and this league even more. Like they really do celebrate big wins and I mean, I had never seen anything like it. Like you literally walk out of the stadium and like you are not even out of the stadium, like out of the stands and you walk in this door and it's like full club inside. (laughs) I I was like, okay, we're all ready to party. (laughs) So were there like outside people allowed into this club or was it just the winners like in their family? You had to have a wristband. So like the head coach gave us all wristbands. So I don't know. There was a couple players from the other team that had lost, but it was the American imports that we noticed were in there. Okay. And then like all the league, all the league owners or the team owners, they were there too because they had flown in to watch the championship. Oh my goodness. That's so funny. It's like VIP access, like get your wristband, come on in. That's amazing. Well, we appreciate you coming on and just sharing everything about your journey, like overseas and now to Mexico. So we'll have to keep up with you. But we do ask this question on every single one of our podcasts. So if you could go back in time and tell your younger self one thing to help yourself now, what would you say? I think I would tell myself to like not let other people judging you get to you. Because I feel like in our world, it's really, really hard for people that aren't in it to understand. And like by that, like they don't understand why we're not on the same timetable or timeline as them. And for me, that got to me a lot. And like, I would have friends question me, like, what's the point of Shelton even playing if if he doesn't plan to go to the NFL or like little things like that. And like, I'm like, oh, that kind of hurt my feelings, you know, like (laughs) just because we love it. But also I have to take into account. Like I get to experience so many amazing things, make so many memories with people. We got to travel through Europe. Like there's so many things that I get out of it that they don't get to see or they don't understand. Right. So I would just tell my younger self, like, don't let that stuff get to you like that. They don't understand. It's not that they're trying to be mean or hurtful. It's just, we live a different life in the sports industry. Yeah. That's such a good perspective. I feel like everyone can use that because Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter what division you're in, what level, anything like that. It's important where you're at. And some people from the outside kind of don't understand that. So I love that perspective. So for everyone that wants to follow along your journey this season, where can they find you on Instagram? So my Instagram is at Skylar.Epler. And then I do have an Etsy shop. And I post a lot. It's more like bachelorette bridal stuff. But I also do like game day buttons. So I love doing like custom buttons. We have a friend, he plays for the Tennessee Titans and I do buttons for his wife. My Instagram there is shop sparkle and sky. And if they follow me on there, I can make custom buttons for players, coaches, anything you want. 
I love that. I love that. And we'll share that in the show notes. And then, of course, when this episode comes out and y'all are listening, of course, we'll share that as well. But thank you to everyone that's listening. And, of course, thank you for being our guest. And we will see everyone next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on More Than a Season Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at More Than a Season Podcast or on TikTok at More Than a Season for the latest updates. If you have enjoyed this episode, please download, subscribe, and leave us a review on your choice of platform. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.